This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Loveline with neo-feminist entrepreneur and talk show host Amber Rose. I'm going to be talking about sex, relationships, and self-confidence. Everything from sexual curiosity to self-empowerment. Amber is joined by certified sex therapist Dr. Chris Donahue. I'll be talking about my own personal experiences and answering intimate questions from fans. This is Loveline with Amber Rose. Chris. What's going on, Amber? I don't, even, I don't see myself. Oh. Well, fuck it. It's all about me anyway. Um, <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm not. Um, you are uh, listening and watching uh, me, Amber Rose, and Dr. Chris Donahue. What's going on, guys? On Loveline. And we have a very special guest, Travis Barker. Yes, thank you for having me, you guys. Of course, anytime. Thank you for Happy being be here. here. Dude, let me tell you, we've had awesome guests, but yeah. so far when I was talking about you coming on, I got the biggest response. Really? People, awesome. friends were blowing up my phone, be like, yo, you're having Travis on, no way, blah, blah. Like, you're the back shit. Put, yeah. I've done sure. this show many of times. Damn. Well, so, uh, okay, so. Well, I, this is a little different. It's definitely a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not Dr. Drew. No, I love it, though. <laughs> We're, I, I feel like we're a little more sex positive on this show. Okay. Yeah, we don't, um, we don't um, say mean things about anything sexual. We embrace okay. everything right. here. So if someone calls and says something, we're not like, ew, bitch, that's fucking gross. We don't say yeah. shit like that. We embrace it and we love it. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> we encourage it. We encourage it. As we you do. should. For sure. Um, so... Uh, you're comfortable talking about sex. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll test you. Yeah, I got... <laughs> We're going to find out. Uh, I, like, someone did me dirty on Loveline one time. It was like... I think it was Loveline or Kevin and Bean. I don't know what it was. I think it was the night before... The night before I had met two girls on Loveline, like, years ago. And uh, they were outside waiting in the old, like, area of the studio where we used to record it. And whatever. I ended up hooking up with them. And then the next morning, Kevin and Bean was like, hey, have you ever hooked up with a rock star? Or had a threesome oh, call now. So I'm on Kevin and Bean, and I have no idea. Like, they're asking these questions. And then, sure enough, the girls from last night just, oh, it was super, super <laughs> shady. <laughs> but yeah, that blew my cover. Really? Yeah. Did they, like, what did they say? Nothing. It was just, <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of had curious. a steady girlfriend back back then that was like, it was oh, It was just, you know, we weren't, we weren't 100% oh. monogamous, committed, but yeah. she definitely didn't want to find out about me having a threesome on the radio at 730 on K-Rock. But. So you had to go home and clean <laughs> So it was kind of funny, yeah, when I look back on Did it. Did she but, dump you after that? No, nah, she didn't. I of ended course up, not. I ended up marrying her. Oh. Yeah, how yeah. crazy is that? Oh, that's a story. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Well, not, well, listen, you got it out the way early yeah, on yeah, in the relationship, yeah. and you know. And Amber's not a three-way fan, so she would right. have supported you in doing that. I'm not. I'm very, I, you know, people are very surprised that I'm very traditional um, in a lot of ways. I like, you know, kissing and touching and 
Um, I really don't like one night stands like that or like threesomes and shit. Although I try, I had a threesome and I wasn't really happy with it because it was like two of my friends. You gotta have chemistry. It's gotta be the right. I don't know. For me, it has to be the the right two females. She thought it was because it was two people yeah. she knew really well. Yeah. And you thought that going in, you'd be very comfortable, but afterwards, you felt. Bad. Well, like giving head to your bestie is like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You you have to be more committed to it. Like the females have to be super committed. Yeah. The guy could just you know, get away with not actually performing oral on either of the girls. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we were just outside talking about threesomes, and um, you know, we, me and me and my friend were out there, and you know, people don't realize that there's a lot of different ways to have a threesome, right? So you can have like two girls and a guy, or uh, two guys and a girl, but then you can also like when you're in a relationship, just kind of watch two girls, maybe, or watch two guys if you're into that. You know, it doesn't always have to be. Well, Dr. Chris told me this. It doesn't always have to be like full on. You guys are all doing it together. Um, although I'm never gonna try it again, so whatever. And yours was, with the, yours was with a guy and a girl. Yeah. And the three of you, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I guess, more of this. That's the more standard configuration. More traditional yeah. threesome, I guess. Because eh. you're again, we don't have to open this up, but you're not into two dudes together. I'm not into two dudes, yeah, yeah, having sex in right, front of me. Right. Like, if I want to have sex with them after, maybe. I One don't know. Time. Yeah, like a gangbang situation yeah. sounds more ideal, but yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I would ever be able to do that. I don't know if I'll ever be able to let go. But this of is that. the real thing about sex: is you often it, what what appears to feel pleasurable and fantasy doesn't always play out to be so in reality. And so there's like a cautionary component to that. Where you know, as a sex therapist, I tell a lot of people: if you have things that you want to try sexually, try it. You you don't have to um, carry it forward. You don't yeah. have to apologize for your sexual history. And I'm always a fan of like learning and growing through sexual experiences. Um, but I have a lot of clients where they'll try things that in pornography or in fantasy seemed really freaking hot, but in reality, it's a real person. And so it didn't quite go the way they wanted. Feelings get involved. Or, yeah. Yeah, those movies make it look way different. Oh, for they sure. They make it look easy. Yeah. It's not that easy. It's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you have a lot going on. So May, uh, March 17th, 18th, and 19th, you're doing the 10th annual Travis Barker's Musink. Yes. Can Music we get tickets? Of course. Come on. Where's it at? It's uh, Orange County Fairgrounds. So it's three days of like the illest, the best tattoo artists from all across the world. Um, this year there's like No Effects, Pennywise, Bad Religion. The Vandals. Lagwagon, The Vandals. The Used. You Goldfinger. Got Such a good lineup yeah. musically. And then uh, me and Bobby Tribal curate like the best cars from all, all around the world. Uh, so really, really cool car show. What made you decide to put this on in the first place? I got involved like three years ago, and it just happened to be three things I'm really passionate about, you know, tattoos, music, and cars. So it was kind of easy. At the time, they were like, yo, we want someone to come in and help curate the event. It was real easy for me to do three things that I love and just help with it. Right. Um, I'm really good friends with most of the tattoo community. Most of the bands that play every year are my friends, and then... We just get the best cars from all the car clubs. You know, everything from lowriders to so motorcycles, to hot rods. So there's nothing like that rolling down. The yeah, block. there's like half a million dollar cars there. You That's know, like so fucking just, cool. You know, people put everything into them. Wow. It's pretty cool. 
That's so sick. What day are we going? Friday, Saturday, or Sunday? How do Can we, we get choose? like full on like artists backstage? Of passes? course. Come okay. on. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to put just you in the general population. Sure. I don't know. I was making sure. Listen, I try to get artist passes for Coachella, and yeah. they're literally like, "Bitch, whatever." Like, no. Not <laughs> oh, getting. damn. Yeah. Yeah, you could go one day, or you could buy a three day ticket. Not not for you guys. You guys could obviously just roll, but right uh, for anyone that's going, and, and yes, that that uh, gives you access to the car show. The music, the tattoos, and and there's so they dope, do tattoos there. Yeah, there's dope artists from England and Japan and Australia that you might not be able to catch all year long yeah. unless you went to that country. And I have a list of things I've been waiting to get because my guy's in Dallas and he's not in LA a lot. Yeah, same thing like that. Like you yeah. know, we have artists from Texas. We have all the greats from around here, like Corey Miller, uh, Freddie Negretti, uh, Nick Hurtado, everybody. Everybody's there. Let me give the website. So it's www.musinkfest.com. That's M-U-S-I-N-K-F-E-S-T. Yeah. Music yeah. And is it? Is it? Uh, there's still tickets available. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So go on and uh, get yourself some tickets. Get some VIP tickets. So maybe you can see Travis Barker. And maybe me and Amber around backstage, yeah, <laughs> getting some work done. Um, okay, so we have this. Uh, so the the Boy Scouts. Today, I want to say it happened today. Um, said that they're going to start accepting transgender boys. Right. I think that's amazing. Well, the Boy Scouts traditionally were a little homophobic, and really, they, yeah, they wouldn't let anyone gay identified be a part of it. I saw that they wow. kicked out one one kid. Yeah, right. Remember they that was a big out, deal. Yeah. But in 2013, they lifted the ban, the ban on that. Maybe they have like some new body, some new uh, person. Yeah, but what? I mean, 2013, where you been? Like, it took them that long I know. to be like, They probably had some old fogey ass motherfucker that just c- couldn't get with the times. I, wait, I was a Boy Scout. I didn't, I don't think I ever talked about this. I was We're, a Boy Scout. Oh, I was shit. a Cub Scout and a Boy Scout. Wow. I was into that stuff hardcore, man. Like, I was, like, was in that. Yeah, Boy Scouts I, in Philly? I just, yeah. Where the fuck was I at? Well,. You, I mean, I didn't. They, obviously, the they had. Scouts, well, they, obviously, they had Girl Scouts. I didn't know about it. Why? Well, I, I was you were, very you poor. Were, you were trying I to live poor. out a different dream. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> you were trying to live out a different dream. You know what I, mean? I was super poor. Come on, anyway. Boy Scouts is some like wealthy white people stuff. Yeah, sure. Right? That's why. That's what I was doing. I was like I was plucking like, roaches at the cereal box. You were slinging rats off the roof. <laughs> I was. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, the Boy Scouts are now allowing transgender. If you if you identify as male, you're in. Whatever you put on the application, they'll go with, which is that's stunning. Dope. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So I, I'm assuming that you can be gay as well. Yes, 2013, you're allowed to be gay, and now in 2017, if you're however you identify gender-wise, you're in. Trans, you're in. That's, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. that actually makes some people maybe more interested in being a part of it. Um, there's some people that aren't gay or trans, but they want to be a part of a group that's more inclusive. Yeah. It sounds more fun anyway. I mean, look, like I said, it's a Boy Scout and a Cub Scout. And it was it was fun, but there's also something real stiff and boring yeah. about it at times, it, too. Seem, it seems like it. Wearing those little uniforms. So Trina badges. Marie says Travis is so hot. Shout out to Trina Marie on yeah, Facebook up, Live. Trina? What up, Trina? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Love to Trina. <laughs> Wait, are you currently single? Yeah. Oh man, so me and her are big fans of hooking people up. So we are. We're gonna do a date, Travis Day. Yeah, I can't. Uh, do you guys ever watch the Joe Rogan podcast? 
He, you know, that guy's no joke. He's brilliant. He just had Henry Rollins on. I don't know if you know. He was like the original singer of Black Flag. And Henry thought he was single for the rest of his life. Yeah, he just yes. basically, it, the podcast is so cool. I was like practicing last night, and it was kind of on in the background, and he's just he's just cold with it. He just basically said like, I can't imagine waking up with a girl, and she's still there in the morning when I wake up. Oh, wow. Like eight hours later, and she wants me to be excited about seeing her when I just went to sleep and she was there. Like he was just... It was just. So this is Joe Rogan. This no, this no, is no, this Henry is Henry Rollins. Rollins, and he said it in a really nice way. But mm-hmm. um, I kind of feel the same way. I'm like, really? I just, I don't know. I've been married twice. I love being single. I love having like girlfriends. I get all the loving in the world from my kids. You know, like as right. far as like that, like I don't know, just having loved ones around. And then I'm just, I'm married to my music. I can't imagine. But what changes? No, you? you're comfortable having a girlfriend, but you don't want to get married. What's the distinction? No, it's not even married. I, just monogamy. I don't want okay. someone like Friday night when I have to like rehearse for an upcoming show or I want to go to the studio with an artist and someone's going like, hey, I want to go to dinner. Or I just plan, stay home, I plan the movie and I'm like, oh, fuck. <clears throat> well, that's, that's Amber. Because <laughs> that's what Amber would be doing. Cause yeah. that's you, know what I, you know what I have to <laughs> do? I have, I have to find an a, a independent female that's as busy as I am that's like, okay, go go do you and I'll see you when you get home and I'm going to be gone in the morning because I got my own shit to do that's I guess that's, that's what's true, attractive though. to me that's true though I, I feel that way like I you know my boyfriend he works a lot and I work a lot and it's cool because it gives us the chance to like miss each other yeah you know what I mean and I there's nothing worse than a guy that's just lazy as fuck you know what I mean but are you talking I about also but you I want like non-monogamy? I like monogamy though yeah she wants monogamy do you want oh. non-monogamy um I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just have to find a girl I like first. That takes a long time. Man, so you and Henry Rollins are like slipping yeah. into this. No, I just, space. I saw a lot of myself in him in a crazy Damn. way. It was I mean, that guy's a beautiful poet. He's and awesome, man. Um, he's, he was in this band, Black Flag, and mm-hmm. I followed him. I mean, his books. I mean, he's, no, he's, he's hot. a deep thinker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, a great actor, dope. too. Yeah. He was oh, in Sons yeah. of Anarchy. Insane, yeah. And I couldn't get enough of He was so good in that, too. Yeah, scary. Yeah. Yep. He's awesome, but yeah. Hey, he well, I'll okay. set you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we so we have a caller. Okay. Okay. Uh, him or her, Christian. Hi, Christian. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Amber? Good, babe. What's your question? Um, my question was so basically, um, I gave up, I gave up Grinder in 2017 and like all the gay apps. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know, like, how I can navigate and m- organically meet people, I guess. Like, I feel like I just can't do hookups anymore. I, I, can I answer that question? Because I feel it. like I know what you're going to say. I love when she quotes me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like Dr. Chris is going to say, don't delete the apps. <laughs> right? Um, you got it. Because you, you can, correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Chris, I feel like I learned a lot from you, um, that you it doesn't always have to just be a hookup. And sometimes a hookup can lead to something more. Um, True. Yeah. It's just sometimes, like, and the dick be so bomb sometimes, so it's so hard to distinguish, like, who's good. And then after a couple of weeks, it's like it fizzles and goes away. And then you're, like, back to square one. All right, so just here, fall in love with the dick. Yeah, this, look, quick. this is what I tell people. Number one, unless you're going to be the confident person that's willing to walk up to someone in line at Starbucks and hit on them, for a lot of people, apps are a really beautiful way to reach a wide number of people. But... You, you know, part of dating, getting in a relationship is sometimes having hookups and sex. 
It's a numbers game. True. You have to be willing to be part of that process. And a lot of beautiful, long-term, serious, committed relationships have started from a one-night stand. That because of that compatibility and that connection, they hung out the next day and they exchanged numbers and it moved forward. So I tell people, if you really want to be in a relationship, you have to be willing to go out there and have sex. Or what about the opposite? What about celibate? So you're not like... Do it. Tell You me. just don't like someone because the sex is so bomb. You know? <laughs> Wait, you don't like someone because no, the sex no, is so No, no, I mean bomb. like what if you don't have sex right away and you kind of just really get to know the person like old school here's the know? problem with that what it's really hard when you're gay <laughs> well here's the problem with that but then you have sex and it's horrible totally and then you've built a well, connection don't wait too long but, you know, <laughs> maybe like How a week like a week or something <laughs> i don't know like a week anything better than the first night for sure right I anything mean, better than the first yeah night. so you're telling him to stay in the game yeah stay in the game no one likes a quitter <laughs> <laughs> christian everyone's gonna be turned yeah. off if they hear that you're a quitter and he's a Pennsylvania Damn, I guess I just have to keep it for 2017. I'll let them chase me. Yeah, hang in there, man. It's a numbers <laughs> game. I promise you. Thank you, Christian. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Amber. Bye. Bye. <laughs> no one likes a quitter. Uh-uh. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Okay, um, so I, I just briefly want to talk about the underwear that I have on right now. What are you wearing? I'm wearing. Can I guess? I'm, okay, yeah. Me undies. I'm wearing me undies. <laughs> um, me undies is such. Do, did you ever wear me undies? I didn't. We're going to get you a box. <laughs> no, let me let me be honest with you. Tell me. And this is not just because they sponsor us. Okay. They are the only underwear I now wear. They've been blessed. They've been nice enough where they send me a lot. And they sent me, did you think a Valentine's Day box? I did. How great were they? Thank you, me undies. They, like they sent this to me and Val. Yeah. yeah. They are the most comfortable underwear I've ever had on in my entire life. Really? It's like a jersey fabric. It's a special It's fabric. called modal. It's 100% modal. So comfortable. Um, and it's super comfortable. And um, it's good for ladies as well. Because, you know... A lot of stuff. A lot of times, when you wear like lacy or like the the, yeah. you know, the stretchy fabrics and shit, it's not really good for your vagina. It's not that healthy. <laughs> but it's be really careful not. because I we we got a big box. Yeah. And I thought I was just pulling out the size the size mediums, right? So I'm yeah. just like, there's mine. And I was telling everybody, I went home and I put on the one pair and I was like, damn, these are like little cut, like little speedo cut. But yeah. my business was like really falling out. And I was like. They were mine. They were Amber's. Oh, okay. I was wearing her panties. His balls yeah. were like hanging out the side. <laughs> and I was like, maybe these are just like a really small French cut. So you got to be careful. Make sure you get the ones for men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Better coverage. Yeah. But, yeah, um, but we, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get him a box. Yeah. It's on us. Cool. Thank you. They're yeah, great. We'll Definitely check them out. I yeah. So uh, go to meundies.com and uh, slash loveline. Is it slash loveline? Mm. It is no, it is uh, slash mother m u v a uh, meundies dot com slash mother, and you will get twenty percent off your first order. Yeah, so do it. Enjoy. So worth it. And if right now for Valentine's Day, they have the most amazing Valentine's Day. They're very cute. They're very cute. So order them now, so um, you can have cute little undies for your Valentine. It's an important part of it all. It is. Don't be a quitter and wear good undies. Yes. All right. And where the fuck are you, Anne? She's getting people on the phone. Yo, you guys, we're oh live. We're God. live. So if you post questions on the Facebook Live, we love the compliments. But if you also post, oh, questions how do you spell me? How do you spell me undies? It's M E undies U N D I E S slash mother. Your eyeliner's on fleek. Thank you. Somebody said my eyebrows were crooked. Are my eyebrows crooked? They're not. They oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
I've been um I, I stare at myself the whole time I do this podcast. I'll be honest with you. Oh, Travis, you're getting love. You're getting a lot of love. Oh, <gasps> we just. Got That's because I watch too much porn on this fucking laptop. It just Amber's a big fan. Of started porn. getting like weird alerts. And yeah, shit. it just gets <laughs> fucked up. There we are. Um. Okay. There we are. But Travis, you're getting a lot of love, man. Shout out to Anne. Yeah, she's working her ass off tonight. Anne is our producer. She's, she's amazing. So if you don't like the show, it's her fault. It is all her fault. <laughs> Please email her, not us. Yeah. <clears throat> and when I call her a fucking bitch, I mean it in the most endearing way. Thank you, Amber. Uh, we have Anastasia <laughs> on the phone. She's in L.A. What's going on? Hey, Anastasia. Hi, Amber. Hi, Dr. Chris. Hi, Travis. Hello. Hey. What's your question, babe? So my question is this. I like dominating sex, not per se dominatrix, but I don't really know how to talk to my significant other about it. You know, I'm I'm small, I'm only five foot, and he's six five. So he worries that he's gonna hurt me. But I like the pin down, the choking, the smacking, the the fighting, but mm-hmm. not more of pleasure is pain. How do I discuss this? Tell so him. He has no idea right now at all. <laughs> no. What's like, so what have you been doing with him? This why are you waiting, girl? Initiate it because I've been like, oh well, can you do this or pin me down or hold me down? And he's like, well, I'm gonna hurt you. I'm like, no, no, the fuck you're not. Like, come on, you're, you know. And yeah. he just doesn't give me what I need. As in, he can't and doesn't have it he in him, won't. or he won't. He won't. He won't. I don't know if it's so that I think I'm not maybe, making it clear that I want it rougher or what. Well, I think I think maybe because you're telling him in the heat of the moment and he kind of feels bad, but maybe if you sit down and actually have a conversation with him afterwards and say, baby, I actually really like that. Like, I really, really want you to try it. And I'll, we can have a code word where, like, if I say that, um, you know, because sometimes during sex, you're like... They stop, like stop, boo. you know, and it's like cute, but like if you have like a code word, um, to, to be like, yo, really fuck, like fucking stop, you're hurting me. Right. Um, I think maybe he'll actually do it if you really let him know that that's what you want. Travis, what okay, you well, I'm gonna try this, but I'm a little nervous. I mean, she's gotta tell him. Put it on or whatever. I mean, you I know, feel like, like get, I have to get tell it however him, she but wants it. Or, or else at the I feel same like time, I need him to give me what I need, it. you know, and I don't understand. I don't want him to think that I was dominatrix. I want him to do whips and chains. Like, that's not what I'm looking for. I want to be pinned down. I want that sure. makeup sex all the time. You know what I'm Oof. talking about, Amber? Like that. Oh, yes, girl. Hello. Smack that ass. You know, that's what <laughs> Smack I'm that ass. Boy, Anastasia, let me, just, let me just drop the truth bomb on you. Number one, I hope he can do this for you. Not everyone has it in them to be able to pull this stuff off. I've had clients bring in their significant other saying, I want them to dominate me. And I'm looking at the person and I'm like, you don't have it in you, do you? And they're like, no, that's not, that's not in my sexuality. But let's assume it, it is. You have to tell them and show them. Um, sometimes you have to do it to them so they get a sense of what you're really looking for. So mm. maybe do it on him. Show him what rough looks like. Grab him in the way you want to be grabbed. I'm also a big fan of using pornography in this way. Have a video playing. Okay. Have a video playing when he comes in the room and be like, there, that's what I want. So we can literally see it in motion. Okay, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you. All right, call so back much. in and let us know. Yeah, for sure. Let it give us an update. We want for the sure. details. All right, bye. Bye, good luck. All right, so we have a Facebook Live question from Abby. 
Uh, Abby was in a abusive relationship, and now she doesn't know how to love anymore. Fuck. Anne. Um, Dropping the tough ones. Wow. Um, <clears throat> you know, I was I was in an abusive relationship before, and you know, it is very difficult. I I agree with you. I um I I personally, I guess I can only speak personally, but I, you know, really said I'm gonna continue to open up my heart for love, and I don't want to become uh, bitter or assume that every guy that I date is gonna be like that. Um, because not every guy is like that, and um, you know, you should you you should give yourself an opportunity to to feel love and give it as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Amber's nailing it. Every relationship we have, mm-hmm. our next relationship usually has to deal with the consequences of that. We tend to carry it forward, and the work is always about softening instead of hardening, and um, uh, it's it's a risk. Yeah, it's a risk. But, you know, if you see any signs of of the next guy kind of being abusive, whether it's verbal, mental, or physical, um, just get out of there as quickly as possible. Thanks for your question. Yeah, that's a really important one. We We have another one. Robert, I want a completely poly relationship. Have any of you had a long term poly relationship? Let's define this first. So polyamory can have a wide definition for many, but the general term means multiple serious committed relationships at one time travis have you ever been in a poly relationship where you have like two two girlfriends at the same or time more. they know yeah. about each other <clears throat> no it's a lot to juggle man i can't even you don't even want I can't one even tolerate, yeah, i can't even tolerate one. On my yeah there's yeah. no way nah and it just takes a lot of work i mean at the end of the day if you have one relationship and that person thinks you're committed to them and you're really being with you know this girl and that girl you're you're not happy to begin with and i guess you don't need this relationship so i've always that's always been my cue to bounce sort of is what say it again what's it your cue? is when, when i'm i'm interested in a bunch of other girls while i'm with somebody oh right yeah rather than go through the work i mean that's a lot of work to to keep multiple girls happy oh yeah i mean my and pretend theory, you're in multiple relationships you know my theory to people that want to you know discuss with their partner the possibility of being polyamorous is always if your current relationship is going really well and you're really happy then you can because you have what it takes to handle one relationship beautifully and then you also have the needed foundation to discuss and talk about and set the boundaries and communicate around what it's like to have these other partners if you're in a relationship that's struggling you are not healthy enough or ready enough to open it up and have more because a lot of people do that as a way to not have to leave the primary or as a way to avoid doing the work and I'm like you have to have one solid healthy one first and then a lot of people are like, well, then why would you want one if your first one's going great? Because some people want even more intimacy and they want mm-hmm. even more depth and even more love in their life and they manage it beautifully. I couldn't do it. I've been yeah. in open relationships where I have one primary, but we have sex with other people, one-offs or bring them in. And that felt to me at times a lot to manage. I've been yeah. in all open relationships, but they were in an open <clears throat> relationship and I wasn't. Right. And um, it's that fucking sucks. yeah it's sketchy and open relationships i'm i'm always afraid like you know of like disease or some i mean it's fun but it scares the shit out of me for sure you know for sure because you like your raw dog because ain't no dog like raw dog yeah exactly exactly couldn't have said it better hashtag raw dog dog. (laughs) um okay let's oh okay so we have chris on the line hi chris Oh, 
Hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hello? Hey. Hello, Amber. Hi. What's up? Hey. Sorry, I zoned out. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Travis, from one drummer to another, respect, my man. Uh, thank you, um, man. And, uh, hey, Dr. Chris, I really appreciate everything you do, and you're so awesome. And uh, shout out to my girl, Terry. I love her. Um, so... Hey, what about me? I don't get no love. <laughs> you all right. Damn. You fine. You cool. <laughs> Shit, can I live? <laughs> Sorry, I'm a fast talker. That's all right. Um, so anyway, here's my question. Um, it's kind of like a two-part question. It's, for more, it's more of a question for Dr. Chris. Um, is it possible to be addicted to, to emotional pain? to a point where it becomes kind of addictive and arousing. Oh, okay, well wait, that's a, there's a, there's a two-parter right in there. Um, well, number one, what do you mean by emotional pain? Well, I, I'm a, I, it's hard to explain, because uh, I like the feeling of rejection, um, and, um, and, and it got to the point where I, if, if I'm with someone and things are going well, I feel like something's wrong, and I feel like I need to be rejected, and it's because I've I've been knowing only that my whole life. So, is it like possible to have an addiction to like emotional uh, pain or rejection? No, it's not possible to have an addiction to it. It is possible to have a comfort with it because it's a pattern that you're familiar with, and so there is a comfort in that. Um, two things: <clears throat> number one, do you want at some point a long-term relationship? Um, yes. Okay. Well, that would mean you have to learn how to tolerate some relational discomfort in order to get through that part where you are seeking the rejection. But to answer the second part of your question, it is totally acceptable if you eroticize and are aroused by rejection and you can find a committed relationship where someone's willing to role play and act out in a dom sub way, some kind of rejection scenarios. I had a guy when I was um, when I was a stripper. He um, he used to come in all the time, and he used to want me to like kick him, like be on all fours and like kick him, and like tell him that he was ugly and spit on him and stuff. Like he's always asked me to do that, and I'm like, I, I can't do that because I just don't have it in me. Like what you said, but he like used to ask everybody to do that to him because that was like his shit. That's like similar, yeah. Yeah, and there's people that you can do that within the context of a healthy long-term relationship, but in order to have one long-term, you have to be willing to kind of sit through that phase and sexualize it only, but not literally act it out and end the relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense a lot. And, and I, I really do want to get out of it. I really want to do get out of that mentality. But like I said, it's, 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 uh, I'm sorry if I get choked up. It brings up some memories. Um, it's, it's everything I've known my whole life pretty much. And it, it, it really brings me down um, physically, emotionally, mentally, and even economically, it, it destroys me. So uh, it's, 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 I want to get out of it, but it's hard at the same time. Yeah, I know. It's all you ever know. And that's what happens. We tend to act out patterns that are comfortable to us and that we know. And again, it's about you doing the work of just sitting through that discomfort, not acting out the rejection within the relationship, but still allowing yourself to maybe find an erotic way to have that still in there. Um, but good luck, man. Do the work. You're worth it, you know? Good luck, Chris. Thank you, Amber. Call us you. back, Love babe. You, yeah, Have call us back. Give us an update, okay? I will. Thank you. All right. Thank you, honey. <clears throat> so we have some Facebook questions. Let's go with a good one. Okay. Uh, 
Okay, we'll go with this one. <laughs> Regina, how do I make eye contact during sex without laughing? Oh, that's all I do. It's amazing. <laughs> without laughing? Yes. Wait, have you ever done that? Made eye contact where it's this beautiful moment and you're having sex and it's romantic and then you laugh? No. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> I haven't. Uh -uh. Uh, you've done that? No. Oh, okay. No, I'm saying I love eye contact. I, I didn't hear the laughing part at the end, but yeah, like, how do I make eye contact during sex, sex without laughing? Without laughing. Whoa, you're out of the. I'll say this: if you're not in a fully aroused state, that's probably why you're able to laugh. So I would say make eye contact when you're doing something sexual that is fully aroused. Or maybe to. she's just not mature enough to deal with something or that, that intense. Or that. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say then? Don't. Um, D don't yeah don't because I, I think like your significant other would probably feel like you're laughing at them like they're stroking I, yeah 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 that's a, like a party if a girl foul, did that right? if she <laughs> laughed at you you're like giving her like everything yeah. and she was like <laughs> yeah yeah and there's also situations that are up. more sensitive someone's going down on you and you look down at them they look up and they start laughing that's yeah. horrible yeah, you like, feel wow. like you're not doing a good job or something yeah <laughs> I mean, because again, I'm a I'm a I'm a big eye contact person. Like I go deep. I lock in. Yeah, me too. I want to see the lights are on. I'm looking at you, and uh, so that's important to me. And if someone laughed, um, I might think we're not a good match. Yeah, for sure. I I agree. Like you're not able to go there and get there with me, and I need that. Yeah, I guess. Um, I yeah, I don't know if it comes with maturity <clears throat> or it's just not your thing, or maybe he makes a funny face. I don't know. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good luck. That's a rough one. Um, okay, we have Maria on the line. Hi, Maria. Hi. Hi, Amber. Hi, Dr. Chris. Yo. Hi, Travis. Hello. Hi. What's your question, babe? Okay. okay, so I've been in a relationship for two years now with my girlfriend. Our sex life was good in the beginning, and um, it kind of just whittled down. She's probably gone down on me like four times in our whole relationship, and she doesn't like making out. And I'm the complete opposite. I have a high sex drive and want it all the time. Like, what should I do? How can I help his sex drive? Like, what's your advice? <clears throat> you are not sexually compatible. I'll tell you what. Oh, I was when, afraid you were going to say that. Yeah, I'm going to break your heart. When someone tells me how sex was in the beginning, I ignore them. Because that's not meaningful. That's not someone's true baseline sexuality. Down the road, I then get to see it. And sexual compatibility is based on how often we like to have sex, the kind of sex we like to have, and how much affection and closeness and intimacy we want. And you guys do not have a similar sex drive. You're not sexually compatible. That doesn't mean dump each other. Mm -hmm. That just means mm -hmm. I hope the other levels of compatibility are there because that's what's going to hold you together because sex certainly is not. Damn, yeah, we, we have a great relationship. We're actually moving in together in a couple of weeks. Um, and I've kind of gotten used to it now. Like I'm just always just handling myself, I guess. Masturbating. But um, oh, that's so yeah, that, that's look. That's what that's what it takes. So if you had if you had come to see me early on and you had maybe not made any deep commitment yet, but you'd realized this about your sexuality, I would have said to you, you're probably better off as friends, or maybe you need an open relationship. But to be exclusive and monogamous, I'd say it's a tough road ahead because there's gonna be times in your life where you want the resource of sex to really reconnect and to stay close, and you might not have that. But enjoy it when you do have it. Um, Really explore all the different ways to be sexual because often we really should she it ask down. She, should she ask her like what's going on? Sure. Well, here's the thing: is we've had the conversation over and over and over again, 
and I'm kind of to the point where I'm just I'm over having the conversation like it's gonna happen when and it's what gonna does she happen. Say? When what does she say when you? She just always says I'm sorry. I'm gonna try. I promise I'm gonna try. And then she tries the first week, and then it's we're dry again for like another month let me just until we have the conversation out. again. Let me just point out a problematic assumption that we're making. I don't want to make it as though you're right and she's wrong. There's no right level of sexual drive to have. And so it's no more fair for you to say raise yours than it is for her to say lower yours. Because very much she could say lower yours, lower yours. There's no right level. It's just that you guys don't have a similar level. And that's what this looks like, a lot of frustration. I would say talk about the ways that maybe she might be interested in being sexual. Maybe she's down to use a toy on you, but doesn't want to go down on you. That might work for you. We actually tried that and the toy was fucking horrible. It like hurt, uh, it hurt me. I agree, I hate toys. Yeah, Amber's not a toy fan. It's hard. I yeah, just like, I mean, yeah. Even like. What about just, just grinding on each other? That's fun. Oh. Okay, well, <laughs> for the, the whole that's, rest of your I life. Mean that. like, I mean that I, I I just find that girls come faster. I'm not even faster, but it's just a better feeling to like, especially in a lesbian relationship, to like grind on each other. It's all like wet and soft. But if Val, oh yeah, it's an, if it's your an boyfriend, explosive orgasm. But definitely. if your boyfriend said to you, "Our sex life for the rest of our lives is only going to be me grinding on you," what would you say? Ooh. I don't know. You would say, damn, <laughs> son. Damn, son. <laughs> Chili. I mean, look, I, like, Maria, Yo, I Maria pipe. If, if the way yes. you're talking to me right now is the way you talk to your partner, congratulations, because you're being very loving and empathetic and calm. That has to be the way you approach this. Nothing's wrong. It's just that you both have different sex drives. And if you're going to stay together, it's going to be a constant negotiation and you have to go into acceptance. There's nothing wrong with her. You know, it's just different. Well, yeah, definitely. We, we always have the conversation and I always approach her and I'm nice about it. And I'm very open with my feelings because in past relationships I was very quiet. Well, this time I'm not. And right. so it actually works out in our favor. Yeah. I mean, it can work if you have other levels of compatibility to hold you together. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Definitely. Listen, good luck. Hang in there and just be kind and loving about it. All right. Thank you guys Bye. so much. I thank really appreciate you. it. I love you guys. Good luck. Love you too. Okie dokie. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Okay, so we're going to talk about skincare. We're going to get you a box of this, too, Travis. I'm still waiting for a box, so you better get your box after I get my (laughs) box. No, he gets his first. So, Amber, why does your skin look so dewy and moisturized? Well, I use Kapari, to be honest (laughs) with you. I really do. Um, I love uh, raw coconut oil. Um, this is 100% organic. They have sh- uh, sh- scrub. They have uh, the melt. They have um, the sheer oil and um, no sulfates, silicones, GMOs, nothing in it. It's 100% uh, pure coconut oil. And I literally lather myself in it. As soon as I get out the shower, put it on my scalp and everything. Um, I don't have hair, but... I, I feel like it's good. I use it on my son's hair all the time. He has a lot of hair. And um, and uh, your feet as well. It's good for your feet. If you put it on your feet and put socks on, go to sleep, wake up, your feet are <laughs> super soft. Yeah, so I live by Kapari. It's absolutely amazing. Go to kaparibeauty.com slash muva. That's M-U-V-A. Kapari is K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash muva for 20% off. Enjoy all right. Wait, we have a Facebook Live question for Travis. Do okay, you remember so. your first crush? Yes. Oh. Yep. Tell us. 
Um, it was a girl named Amber. She was bomb. I was, it was seventh grade. And you know how you could be like a, like prince or princess? Like, you know how they yes. crown you prince or whatever? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it means. You're kind of like the popular kid in school or whatever. And she was the, the my queen or whatever. I don't know what the Damn. fuck you call it. Princess, <laughs> right. queen, whatever. But she was awesome. And that was like my first real crush. Do you ever wonder where she is now? She's no. Done? You don't? <laughs> I do that every now and then. I was, no. just, I was just talking to you about... Um, my one of my first sexual experiences that I got while I got my first tattoo. Whoa. Yes, all tied into one. Whoa. And I was like, I wonder where she is now. Crystal, if you're listening, hit me up, man. I think <laughs> she looked like a Drew Barrymore when she had the short hair. <laughs> uh, Drew, Drew Barrymore was cute when she had short hair. Yeah, hit for us sure. up. Right. I need to know what you've been doing with yourself. Um, my first crush, his name was Royce, and um, he looked like Smokey from Friday. Like he looked like Chris Tucker. <laughs> he was like tall. Yes. He was tall and skinny and like wore dickies awesome. and like yeah. Um yeah. Hey Royce. Okay. <laughs> if you're watching. I feel like his sister his sister hit me up on Instagram and I seen a picture of him. He kinda oh, I love it. He kinda looks the same. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, okay, we have Jonathan on the phone. Hi Jonathan. Hi. Hi, honey. You're on with me and Dr. Chris and Travis. What's your question? Okay, my question is to you. First of all, before I, um, I get, they give you the questions, I, I like to say I, I love you. I love your personality. I love who oh, you are as a person. Thank you. And I love that you embrace yourself and that people should um, encourage and learn from you that you should be who you are and embrace who you are and be mature and grow as a person. Thank you and so much. And I love much. you for that, that you, you stand for that. Thank you, babe. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. All right. Um, my question is to you is now is, should, do you look at sex as like like spiritual? Because the reason why I asked you that because um, I'm I'm talking to this girl, and we've been talking for like a month right now, and I like she wants to have sex, but I I love sex and and I I do, but I don't want to have sex like so quick because. I look at sex like as a spiritual thing, like we're swapping energy. I look, I look at it as like, yeah, I love it as a physical, but I look at it, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you my, my, my energy, so I don't want to just rush, ru- rush, and energy is important to me. So I don't like. Do you look at it as, also as a spirit, a spiritual more than than, than a physical entity too? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, no, I don't. I, I, I feel like I can separate sex and like love. At the same time, uh, I, I I don't know because I, I I don't like casual sex, but I've had casual sex before, and it I don't feel like I gave them really anything. I feel like we just did it, and I was like, "Ew, whatever. I don't want to do it again." And that was it. I kind of just didn't really think about it ever again. But um, I don't know, Doctor Chris, how do you feel about this? Oh, um, I believe it, uh, sticking with your theory of exchanging energy, I think you do that in any relational form. So whether you're sitting on the couch for five hours having a deep conversation, I believe that is a very you know impactful shifting and sharing of energy, just like sexuality. So if you operate on that mindset, you should be careful about anyone you interact with, period. Like anytime you interact with someone, you walk away impacted by them. 
And I tell people it's never just a waitress. You know, you either you've either uh, engaged with her in a way where she walks away thinking there are good people in the world, or you engage with her in a way she walks away going, yeah, people are horrible and they stiff you and people aren't nice. I'm like, we're always doing that. I j I, I'm with Amber. I don't prioritize sex as a deeper form because sometimes the deepest things I've done with someone is just sitting and talking. And sex yeah, sometimes was the most those are the things part. that I remember the most. Yeah, sometimes sex was the most meaningless part. Like my friends, like when I'm young, she's they're like, "Yo, remember you fucked that one boy?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, I did. I forgot." <laughs> <laughs> you know? But then right. I remember like a really great conversation I had with like someone like on a park bench one time. It really doesn't really. Matter. Yeah, and I just I just want to make sure this also doesn't bump into the whole virginity thing where sex is, is a giving of something where something's taken and have sex is to be reduced somehow as though you've given away some non-renewable resource that you can't get back because that's not accurate either. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what we think. Travis, what do you think? <laughs> um, I mean, I think if you already have feelings for the person, sometimes it can change. You know what I mean? If you like, I think that's when sex could turn into love. Like if I was in love with a girl but I didn't have sex with her for a month and then and then we were to be with each other intimately, I guess that could be more than sex. Have you done you that? Know? Waited a month? No. <laughs> I can't lie. But but I'm saying if you really care about someone, I feel like uh, sex could feel different if you really care about the sure. person rather than just a one-night stand or some girl you hook up with and you guys just know... You know, you both know that it is what it is. Yeah. But he's saying he already likes her. Like, he, right. he already, you know, he wants to be with her. And she's kind of like, yo, I want to have sex. I think that she's trying to tell you that she wants to share that energy with you. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he has to worry about her zapping his energy or anything like that, <laughs> yeah, you know? for sure. <laughs> Thanks, man. That was a really good question, though. Thank you. All right. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Travis, will you be playing in Colorado anytime soon? I don't know. I do this weird thing where I don't look at my schedule until I get on the bus and leave. Oh, wow. Because I don't want to feel any kind of way about the tour, like, oh, this is a long one. Or, you know, our last tour, I think, had 79 shows, and I had no oh, idea. Wow. I was just out for three months, and fourth month was coming, and I was like, man, we're out here a long time. How do you show what up do you... and bring it that many times? I just, it's just what what I'm used to doing. You're never you know? like, man, this song again after rocking it out. Well that's not I train like I run a lot and I box a lot just yeah. so I can play drums for an hour. And, and you're a half vegan as well. Yeah, I'm vegan, plant based, gluten free. Um but yeah, I just don't like I don't like to look ahead too much. I look like a week ahead in general. Um how how do your kids feel about that? Like do you take them on the road with you sometimes? Because I, I battle with that with Sebastian. Like he wants me every second of the day, and sometimes, you know, he's he'll be four next month. Yeah. And so, you know, as a four-year-old boy, he's climbing up the wall. So if I take him to a meeting, it's like I I gotta watch his every move. Yeah. Um, and he misses me, you know, when I work. So how do you deal with that? They've been touring with me since they were two, mm. so they kind of just get tour etiquette. Like they know what's up. Like they've been on punk rock tours, rap tours, and they just they're used to it. Mm. Luckily, I find the more you bring them with you and the more more like random situations you bring them in the more they, they just, just know it. how to like okay i get this yeah, you know? you're, you're, i think i feel like i made mistakes with my son as far as that goes because oh, he's my first well he's my firstborn, and i was just like oh my god i can't take him here and he's a delicate little baby but now like i i you know i think about like having another kid and i'm like oh my second kid's gonna be so easy because i learned so much yeah you know from but your son, son is so relatable i forget that he's only three i was saying that the other day i was 
hanging out with him an hour ago. Yeah. And I was turned to Nicole, who does my makeup, and I was like, he's three. I was talking to him like he's 16. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm literally having he's real conversations, smart. and he'll engage me on that level. Mm-hmm. I feel like even that helps, just being yeah. around all these totally. people. Like, yeah. just, you just notice they, they're, they, you know, like those kids that act weird? When you bring them around people, or they're shy, or they won't say That's hello. Not my son. Yeah, my my kids. I was from a young age. I'd be like, "Hey, say hello." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, make sure he I'm not going to say hi for you. He was kind of, you know, haven't been bad a little bit today. Well, he's a good boy, but you know, he kind of had his little mood or whatever. Yeah. And I said, Sebastian. And he's like, mommy, I'm not being defiant right now, okay? <laughs> I just, you know, I just need a little break. Maybe I'm going to go take a nap. I mean, oh, that's some like, self-reflection and awesome. awareness I'm right like, there. where did you come from? Defiant? <laughs> yeah. Seriously? That's he's crazy. three. Yeah. Yeah, that's he's great. great. He's I think he'll very be, well spoken. I think he'll do a little better than you might think. Yeah. We'll okay. test him. We'll, we'll test him. Uh, I, I've, I've tried. <clears throat> Travis, you just got a question, <laughs> but I feel like we kind of just talked about it. They wanted to know how you balance family life and your professional life. Bring them with yeah, you. Well, I mean, my kids come first. I always say, like, that's the better than any record I produced or or anything. You know, my mm-hmm. kids are my number one, and then and then my music follows. And you know, I have to group. I guess I have to group kids with my family. Family in general comes first, then then music, and then everything else. Tough sure. should be. Yeah. And too many people in our culture do the opposite. They're like, but I got to work. And everyone's like, we get it. Work. Money comes first. Like, no, that's horrible. Yeah. I feel like I've had those, you know, I think people, if you have like a near death experience, kind of puts things in perspective. Oh. And I had one. And that was the one thing when I was on like a hospital bed for five months. I was like, fuck, like, what would I have done different? And I, the only thing I said is maybe I'd spend more time with my kids. And I was already always with them. They were on tour with me, but. That was the most precious thing to me was my time with my family, for sure. For sure. That's beautiful. That's awesome. I remember, I remember that when that happened to you. I remember that time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I love my boyfriend, but he smokes and I can't stand it. We are compatible in all other ways. <laughs> girls, you can't change everybody, girl. <laughs> you know, some shit you're just going to have to deal with. Amber stopped smoking, so that's cool. I mean, I did, but I was also married to Wiz Khalifa. And all he did was smoke, and I don't smoke weed. Yeah. I, I don't smoke at all. And, like, I just had to become accustomed to it because I can't, you can't go into a relationship and be like, hey, I, I'm going to need you to change Let me that. Ask you a question. So, you never came home and wanted to connect on a more sober level, and he's kind of high and not able to go there with you? I never been around him sober. Oh. He's always high. I mean, I did. But he, it, it wasn't. Listen, the, the, the thing with Wiz, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. The thing with Wiz yeah. is like, there's certain people, um, like creatives, that can smoke all day yeah. and just be great. They're not like, duh. And like, yeah, you know, yeah. they don't get dippy and like forget shit. Like, he's extremely on point. He just likes to smoke. Um, when I was pregnant, I couldn't stand the smell on his clothes. That was the only thing that like was really tough. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I just I you can't change somebody unless they're smoking, you know, unless they're smoking like two packs of cigarettes a day or or whatever. You can be like worry about their health more so. But as far as just well, the fact yeah. that they smoke in general, you can't. I mean, I know there's a lot of information out there, but I know that smoking marijuana, even though it's natural, like there are still biological compromising components to that and it's not it's not unlike smoking cigarettes in some ways even yeah. it has a lot of medicinal benefits but when you and I when you marry Wiz Khalifa you just gotta suck it you up just roll it um <laughs> this is actually a good question I actually this is a good one so Travis why are most of the bling songs about relationships 
because we tend to write about real life experiences rather than writing about like politics or whatever else you know we everything's been from something we lived mm. or you know a friend of us or ours that lived or from some kind of past experience cool yeah that's a good. I like that question. I was wondering that too. Besides, like songs like "Shit Piss," you know, like are, are really <laughs> foul. <laughs> Those are just you know. Oh, well that's that's real too, man. Improv. That's real too. Um, let me see. Before I read this out loud, I want to make sure I want to. Okay. I don't know. Some of these I'm just don't want. Oh, don't, don't do it. Fuck it. Um, where's, where's um? I got all these. We got oh, fucking. I mean, M, this man. one doesn't really even make sense. I mean, what? Oh, okay. So uh, Kirby. How do you say his last name? Uh, just Kirby. Okay. Um, Kirby is in a relationship. Uh, uh, in a relationship with my roommate. Now I like someone else. What do I do? Child, go out and get your, you know, shit. Tell him that, you know. That's hard. Yeah, it's hard. You need to move out. Yeah, fuck it. That's horrible. Could you imagine? I can't imagine that. I I actually just ran into somebody that's in uh, divorced, like fully divorced, but they still live together. Oh, that's tough. Oh, I did that with the kids How and everything. How did you pull that off for? I mean, I think the thought process when you're doing that is you're doing it for the kids. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, it was hard. I mean, I I no longer had feelings for her, and I just wanted what was best for the kids. And I think what was best was. Uh, them just seeing us civil and co-parenting um, but then I feel like it really works itself out like she finally found a, a guy that she liked and it was really easy it actually kind of drew the line from like hooking up every once in a while right you have like that half. comfort yeah, yeah. Um, and it kind of made things easy and it just I feel like it, it works itself out mm-hmm. mm, good luck that's a tough one yeah, yeah that's a tough that's one that's not easy Travis, you had a couple other questions. You're, you're getting a lot of questions. Oh, like, my God. They're going crazy flew for you back. I can't find it. I don't know. Uh, how do you scroll back? I don't know how to use this. I don't know how to scroll back. To Somebody said oh. break up and move out. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go backwards. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Samantha. <laughs> I was just talking about her and her husband, and she just hit me up. Wait, what were you saying? <laughs> what, what, which, Nothing. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. cool. All right. Um, um. <laughs> Benjamin likes turtles. Yeah, we all remember that that, that meme. Um, <laughs> what? I'm not even reading some of this crap. Yeah, you just Ridiculous. can't. Travis, um, Travis is fine as fuck. It's, that's most of the comments we're getting on here. Oh, yo, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Do you know Adam and Eve? I don't. Break it down, you guys. <laughs> so Adam and Eve. So Adam and Eve. Um, they sell uh sex toys, yes. porn. It's a website. Oh, okay. Um, you know stuff like that, and you know the sex toys that I I have tried in the past um have been from Adam and Eve, and um you know they weren't that bad. I feel like um well because they have know, everything. Well, they it's do. It's not just dildos they and do. toys. They have like the bed bondage set, and that's the thing. So. People, it's Valentine's Day, so people mm-hmm. want to try something new or they want to get some gift that's like real sexually, romantically related. And what I tell people is go on a site, like go on a site like Adam and Eve, uh, because you can look at things and go for something that you haven't tried. Go for something that you are turned on by, or go for something you don't even know what it is and take right. it home and, and it out. try it. Yeah, for they have sure. Everything on there. I remember when I I was living and my dad was staying over at my house every once in a while and I left on tour and I said, yo, dad, I have this thing that's coming in the mail. I want you to hang it for me. And it was a sex swing. 
but it was bomb. Like we had the most fun How ever. How is that? It's great. Yeah. The person's like suspended. You know, it's, yeah. it's pretty awesome. So your dad set that up. So I'm pro sex wing. Go get yourself a sex wing. Yeah, they. I, I'm sure they have sex wings on oh, Adam and yeah. Eve. Yeah. They, they sent That's us a so bed interesting. I want to know more about that. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't hide that. Yeah. That right. is what it is. You yeah. can't spin that as it's being something else. That is what yeah. it is. That sounds like fun. I might have to. I might have to get one of those. Okay, so um, go to uh, AdamEve.com and um, let me see. Put in the code Amber A M B E R, of course, and get fifty percent off one item and a free romance kit and free shipping as well. Do it. So go to AdamEve.com um, and put in the code Amber. Yeah, if you're not sure what to get your other for Valentine's Day, go on that site. There it is. Absolutely. That's the place to go. Okay, so um, by the way, everyone, we're going on tour. Who is? Me and you. What? Oh, my God. No. Yes, we have a tour, too. It's called uh, In Bed with Amber Rose and Dr. Chris Donahue. And um, it's a live tour. And so basically, uh, we're going to... Take sex, yeah, sex and relationship questions live. live on a stage. We're gonna be in a huge bed together. Don't try to fucking touch me, Chris. I know I'm hot. Hands off. And um, and so uh, those who purchase VIP tickets will be able to meet me and Dr. Chris and uh, submit questions during the show and potentially be pulled on stage. Dude, you get to maybe lay in bed between us. Damn. <laughs> you can son. cuddle one of us. Wow. And this is full circle because when we did our first ever Loveline episode, we did it laying in your bed. We did. It's on our social Whoa. media with our little microphones. We did because awesome. this was not built no. in the house. I mean, and I was like, fuck, where are we going to do bones. this? Sebastian was downstairs like screaming, um, playing with his toys. And we were like, all right, let's just go up to my bedroom. Yeah, Amber's a seductress. <laughs> she was <laughs> like, come lay in my bed. Bring it on up here, like, boy. <laughs> uh, so Travis, thank you. Of course, you're thank awesome. You for having me, thank my you mind so is blown. Much. Yeah. And again, um, Musink. Let's let's say the website one more time, just because the spelling. Where's my paper? M U S I N K F E S T because it's Musink, music and ink and cars. Yep. Um, you guys can come lineup. down and have your matching tattoos. We'll yes. A yin gang. Yeah. Super nineties corny <laughs> tattoo. Yeah. Um, and then. Um, uh, I'm gonna hit you up. I feel like I still have your phone number. I'm gonna hit you up to get them tickets. Yep. And then also, um, we want to go eat vegan with you. Yes, I have. A, I have a restaurant on Melrose and Sweetser called Crossroads. Yes. Super bomb. Wait a second. I told her about the wa- chicken and waffles. Oh yeah, it's next level. I never They're ate so vegan. I think good. I told you that before. We talked. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna help her because you Amber- don't even know. You won't even know. I really want to be vegan. I really want to do it. But I live talk. in a house. Okay, first of all, I grew up in South Philly. I grew up on pork sandwiches and cheesesteaks and chicken cheesesteaks. You can and find you said this exact, of exact thing but, last time we but listen, about it. But listen, my defense, right? My house is full of my family. So all they do is make shit like that. And I'm around it, so I'm like, oh, all right. Let you me know. point something out. Let so me point something I, out. I need to, we need to do it as a family. I need to get Miss Dottie oh, on board. Man, that's <laughs> rough. You need to get everyone in on that. That can be really traumatic for people. Make like fine. one day a week. Your that's vegan what night. I, I mean, that's say. what happens over there a lot. Like people will go there, like they don't even vegan. They just like they're foodies. You know, you go there because you love food, and it's it's nice. It's somewhere you could go with your boyfriend at night, and it's like super romantic and candlelit. Or in is the it day. open seven days a week? Yeah. 
That's sick. Their brunch is what's It's got a full bar. It's awesome. I mean, here's the thing that's impactful for me. So, like, I I, kind of talked about this when we had Kat Von D on, and she's a vegan, right? Yeah, she's awesome. And I was vegan for 14 years because my first major was actually nutrition. And the past couple months, I've been moving towards veganism again, and I'm also doing this, like, really awesome yoga teacher training. It all ties in, blah, 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 blah. But what's really impactful for me is, you know, like, the number one way to really help in... um, be supportive of the environment is veganism. Mm. It does more environmentally than driving a Prius. Are you riding your bike to work? Or totally. Whatever. That's yeah. the most profoundly environmental thing you can do is yeah. get away oh, from wow. the meat industry. Just give up beef, if nothing else. Even yeah, if you I can do vegan, that. Give up beef, red meat. Yeah, I don't and eat a lot of red meat. Lot. And we have so, something there during the week called the Impossible Burger that is like the most insane Veggie Grill has that vegan now burger. too, I think. I don't think so. It's not the Impossible not yet. Burger? No, the Impossible Burger is like... I, I can't even put into words. It's next level. But if you it's the had best the burger. Veggie Grill, new Veggie Burger. See, I, I hate to say so I love good. Veggie Grill because it's uh, like fast food uh, vegan. I, I want to say nice things about them, but their food makes me feel awful. Yeah. Just because it's a lot of soy and it's a lot of like, it's that. fast food, yeah. you know? It's right. Good, but go All right, to well, we're, Yeah, we're coming over there. Yeah. For sure. I'll meet you guys. Absolutely. Done. Cool. Thank you so much, awesome. guys. Yeah, You're thanks awesome. for having me. For oh. sure. Anytime. Bye, guys. Thanks Bye. for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.